Blog Talk Radio. And I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am. Who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. This is what I am. What I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am. As I am. And my G still pumping. Hold on the coast. You know that my doja kosher game over, soldier. I'm coolin'. Be on the sofa. Niggas is poses and I'm the sculpture. Don't mean it, soldier, but fuck the bullshit. We'll do it live! Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, July 17th, 2019. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And joining me is our co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins. Okay, what up, fam? What's going on, man? Not too much. You know, just uh, house sitting, yeah. dog sitting. And, nice. Uh, yeah. So you'll hear some, you hear Frida, bitch ass in the background, I'm sure. <laughs> Eventually. Um, and the one too. Um, so yeah, so that's that's what's happening. But uh, yeah, how's everything? Oh, yeah, everything is just fine. Are you are you at the office? Yeah. Okay. I just thought with the numbers. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Let's uh, get things started. Again, it's the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It's Wednesday, so it's time to talk some wrestling. Uh, amongst other things, let's first give out all the pertinent contact information so you can reach out and touch us and talk to us. Um, two ways to have your voice heard on this here show. First way... Get in line, get in queue, call us. Hit the Constellation lines at 347-202-0103, and we will get you on air and answer your questions uh, and, and hear your, your comments and, uh, and other things. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. The other way to have your voice heard is to call our voicemail line. You've got... Three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, uh, pose comments, rant, heap praise upon thee. Whatever you want to do, you have three minutes there, uh, the voicemail line. And that number is 415-787-5229. Once again, the voicemail line is 415-787-5229. Find the show on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, let me, I'm skipping. Hit us on the email. Mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, we have, looks like one in one right now, uh, VIP and a non VIP. So make sure you indicate somewhere in the subject or the body of the email that, uh, which segment of the show you want your email read. Once again, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Uh, follow my personal Twitter at Travlord. Follow Cam at Seahawk, at C E E Hawk. All kinds of conversations happening on those accounts. And our last bastion of Get Adage. Find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. 
And uh, yeah, so share things with us there. Talk to us there. Talk to other folks there. So like the page, share it on your timeline, tag your wrestling pals, and it, you know how the internet works and Facebook and all that. So, um, and now, uh, yeah, Cam, headlines. What's the uh, what is the A story of the last week? Hey, I think it's got to be. Uh, Brock Lesnar cashing in money in the bank, once again becoming universal champion, uh, going into, you know, SummerSlam, which is either their second or third biggest show each year, um, mm-hmm. depending on interest in the Royal Rumble that year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Seth Rollins challenging Brock as a rematch. Uh, it's probably going to headline SummerSlam. Uh, probably looking at Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. Um, so, yeah, that looks like the. Uh, Kind of the big things right now. Um, yeah, I, I think Brock Lesnar is once again the big story of WWE uh, for this week. And is it really? And it's and is it in a wrestling kind of sense of oh, new champion Brock Lesnar? Let's talk about that. <clears throat> or is it in a once again, or or I should say, here we go again? Kind of a lot of people have that. Uh, uh, that sentiment, like, ah, oh, boy, here yeah. we go, Brock's the champ, uh, at varying levels of, of not caring or disappointment or, you know, being ripped Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, Seth's title run was, was fairly lackluster, and that's not an indictment on him, but uh, somebody had a pretty cool graphic that showed uh, basically everybody Kofi Kingston has had challenge him since he's won the title. It was like Sami yeah. Zayn, KO, Dolph, Samoa Joe. Um, I don't know who, if Randy Orton was there at the beginning, but I think that name came up. Just all the different challengers that Kofi Kingston's had, and Seth Rollins literally had Baron Corbin since wrestling. Baron Corbin and Brock Lesnar. Like, what the hell? Like, what have you been doing yeah. for, like, the last four months? Yeah. And, and like, so, in the moment, I didn't, it was, I don't, we didn't talk about it. It wasn't an issue. We weren't, like, Wow, Seth has uh, – I mean, people talk shit about Corbin because that's what people do. But, like, looking back three, four months later, you're like – Yeah. Like, what? it doesn't even – you didn't even have to tell me all the six or eight challenges Kofi's had and all the matches he's won. All you had to do was say, hey, who's uh, – who, who's what's Seth done since Mania? And I would have thought, mm-hmm. oh, shit, he ain't done shit. But then when we paired yeah. against Kofi Kingston, it's really – uh, start. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, kind of the the sound logic was that uh, the sound logic was that, or not sound, but the prevailing thought was that Brock Lesnar um, was going to challenge Kofi Kingston and be mm-hmm. WWE champion going into SmackDown in the fall. Um, yeah. So they kind of went against that. Not that that still can't happen, but um, yeah, they well, seem to be going with Brock Lesnar at least, you know, through SummerSlam. I, I don't know if, um, you know, if Seth ends up, you know, beating him fair and square twice or, you know, Brock retains. You'd like to think that Brock's not going to be trading wins. That's not really what he does or right. the character they build for him. Right. Um, Brock losing twice in a year is a big deal. Yeah, and I think that, you know, regardless of what Randy Orton 
has been over the last couple of years, like the reaction to him and the reaction to him saying he wants the title, the reaction to the RKO, how he's kind of simplified his promos to really like have RKO in them. The crowd's responding to it well. And so I think yeah, they're, they're simple as fuck. Golly. Very formula. Um, and, but, but effective uh, with, with the crowds that they've been in front of. And, you know, I think that it's funny. We talk about Steph, but, you know, even, you know, who is Becky face since coming out of WrestleMania? Yeah. It's been, it was Charlotte, and then it was Lacey. Lacey Evans. Yeah, but we said that you know, in, in, I think, but we talked about that in, at the time, in the moment, because it was, the story was, wow, Becky's cooled off. And it's like, yeah, well, she went from facing, you know, and feuding with and tw- uh, mm-hmm. tweeting about Ronda Rousey, and that was really exciting, and to Lacey Evans. Yeah, um, and and I think that as somebody who, because I'm kind of thinking about the big four titles, right? Um, as somebody who's a big proponent of Ember Moon, like I think her and Bailey are going to put on a very good match. But mm-hmm. like out of all these scenarios, I think the most interesting thing is Kofi and Randy Orton. Um, just knowing the history that they have, knowing the different traject- trajectories they've been on, knowing that how, while I don't think there's a big difference in what they bring to the table, how they've been posited as very different things. And so now for that to come full circle with both of them, you know, touching 40 years old, I think is really interesting. And I think that matches the potential to, to be really, really good. Is Where did they, where did Kofi and Randy interact this year? I, I, or, or in the last year? I, uh, I going into, going into WrestleMania, they had some and and uh, he brought back the stupid thing, right? And people uh-huh. were talking about that. Like, oh, okay. Because I'm like, I didn't imagine that, that feud or at least match. I knew they, they had something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, yeah, Kofi, it's, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I think, well, it won't be interesting because I think it's foregone that Brock and, and Seth will main event over Kofi and, and Randy. But Interest-wise, my own personal interest is it's Kofi Randy. <clears throat> I think the story, I think TV in the next four weeks is going to be just better because the story, the more interesting story is Kofi Randy, not another, set, you know, Seth Barack, where Brock's not even around to mm-hmm. to, to do stuff. So, so Kofi Randy is going to be the the sentimental uh, main event at, at at SummerSlam, I bet. Uh, and I think they need to. Uh, I think they have. They ha- there's a risk of the crowd turning on Brock and Seth, turning on that match. Yeah. I won't say I won't say them specifically, but um, they yeah, they better. They better be thinking about that match right now. How do we book this match? How do we lay this thing out so it is it doesn't even give people the opportunity to 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 start to start in. And I think when we look um you know, you look a bit a bit down the card, like and it's not even down the card, but you know, AJ Styles, um, who just always puts on good matches. I think that like 
him and Ricochet for, you know, however many times it's going to be at SummerSlam, like, that's going to be really, really good because it seems like that's the route they're still going. Um, the Revival and the Usos are still involved. Um, you know, you're not exactly sure who uh, who the New Day are going to be facing, but you also have these rumors about Daniel Bryan maybe going to 205 Live, which I think is really interesting. Is that what the... Uh... Wow. Well... Just to bring put some eyeballs on that, I guess. Because it it don't change his money, you know what I'm saying? So, um, well, and if you're you're Brian, not only does it, yeah, not change your money, so you're not being affected that way. It gives you a whole another crop of wrestlers that can theoretically hang with you, or you can hang with them, whatever, however you want to look at it. you know, the size matches up. I mean, just the style-wise. I mean, Brian and Tazawa is is just one of the first matchups I, that I think yeah, about. Brian and Gulak. You know, Brian and Gulak. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Gulak and Riddle is on right now from the Evolve show. They're so good. Yeah. Brian is the 205 champion. I mean, I don't know if they go that far. Why, why the fuck not? Why put him on that show if he's not going to... Mm-hmm. You know, I could see him putting. I could see Ryan saying, "Going, going to two hundred five, and going. I'm going to make a legitimate star of somebody, and that somebody's going to be X, Y, or Z, like Drew Gulak." Saying, "I'm going to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like a year long process. I'll line myself with them first. We'll have this whole, and they'll have the freedom. He'll Daniel Bryan will would have." The absolute freedom on 205 Live to basically book a year-long storyline if he wanted to. Uh-huh. <laughs> and could legit make 205 Live the most must-see show every week. Like, this yeah, would be a fucking so brilliant good. move. Yeah. So that would be cool. Wow. I mean, again, not this is the first I'm hearing of this, so that's that's why I'm, I'm working it out. That's, that's man. Uh... Man, that sounds good. Yeah. If Mustafa Ali was still in 205 Live, I could, I could see Brian going there and saying, that guy, I'm going to, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, Brian and Gable is, is right there. Brian oh, and Gallagher. That's right. He's over there. Matter of yeah, fact, just line up. Just talent talent. Fuck it. Bite off Cody and have Brian put out a goddamn list. <laughs> and every yeah. month, the... The uh, on the main show we get this featured two hundred five match Brian versus yeah yeah whoever and I mean and and let's not um, you know even though I think WWE was the big story um, you know evolve evolves ten year reunion or ten year anniversary and uh, fight for the fallen ran up against each other. And I, I really think that we came out of Fight for the Fallen with more questions than answers. Um, you know, I think that I'd, I'd probably say AEW's two and one after three shows. What's the one? Uh, this this one Fight, for the, Fight for the Fallen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you told me they were one and two, I would say okay. Because um, 
And, and I'm the guy that. arguing, and I'm the guy arguing they're over three, but yeah, very I, I few thought the people. first show was good, but the first show very was also first, so yeah. we do give the first show different credit just by it being first. Um, we being normal people, Travis. Um, but yeah, um, I would say a generous two and one, Travis. I probably would say one and two. Um, and I just think that Evolve, while it wasn't, like, I didn't know everybody on that show. It, it just had a, it, one, it had familiar faces from WWE, of course. But um, I also thought that just the way it was presented was just more serious, um, less. And there was still, like, you know, you have your AR Fox stuff where he's doing craziness. And, and there's, there's that. But I just thought it was a tighter show where I think AEW is still trying to find their footing, and they really, really, really need to hurry up and get on TV and establish what they are um, going into these these. Papers. I think it's more. I think it's more important to establish what they aren't, and that they're not. You know. Uh, I hear that. Indie, indie riffic stuff, and that's going. I think that's going to take a while because they are that, and unfortunately, or fortunately, I, I don't think that's a. I don't put a judgment value on it. Uh, but but they're going to have to find out. Yeah, their 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 identity is going to have to be established. It, it's going to be established for them, like whether they take control of the narrative or or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you come out blazing and having good shows and have good good stories and uh, uh, people that connect, uh, stars that connect, that's going to make it obviously no stupid thing, but it's going to make it a lot easier. Uh, you know, to stamping your uh, who you are as a company. So, but yes, they should not be they should not be lost in the in the mix. How did you uh, enjoy fight for the phone? Well, you kind of sort of gave it away. He said that was the one. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was like if there's a miss. Like a definite miss. I think that's the miss. Um, I think that, like for a year, everybody was telling me how great Hangman Page was, um, and I I think he has a great look. Um, you know, he's had some really good matches, but I think that they've already kind of defined down this guy that's supposed to be their number one contender. Um, yeah. You know, the librarians thing is not good for me. Um, like Britt Baker, who I think is a good wrestler, is the first person I saw tag the wrong partner. Um, I'm, you know, not high on on Sean Spears. Um, I don't know why Brandy Rhodes is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're, they're a fan. Um, but those things aren't egregious. No, no, right? no, like, no I, absolutely I not. I thought the librarians thing was over. Like they, they, and, and I don't think they need to fall into this, uh, you know, nineteen ninety eight ECW thing where you're just listening to the message boards and making your mm-hmm. decisions about, around, you know, fans. And I mean, you do it. Absolutely, you do, but not in that micro kind of way. Uh, but they're going on Twitter and saying, you know, what. And, say, and saying we're going to listen to fans, and if you don't like something, we're going to take your your displeasure 
and your pleasure in stuff that you like, serious and, you know, we're not going to be like them. We're going to push the stuff you want to see. And empowering the fans is by listening to their cheers and their boos. Like, you, you pay attention to what's happening on social media, but come on. Don't go, oh, well, if enough people complain, what's the threshold? Because uh, that's a slippery slope. I just don't – I think they should should – I'm saying this. I think they should be a little more traditional. Like, there's no need to do everything differently. There's no need to try to reinvent the wheel in how you promote your wrestling. Sure, you want to be more inclusive and not be, um, like, hit you over the head with it, even if it costs you money. Like, Cornette had a big thing about, like, Nyla Rose, like how they kind of just, in, in wanting to be, like, inclusive and it's not a big deal to have a trans wrestler on our roster. You kind of, you know, you didn't get any attention for it. You didn't get any eyeballs on you because of it in, in a, in a big splashy way, in a big wrestling way, I should say. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, Jim, you, 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 you have that, you know, you say that and then they do it and, you know, do it with this, you know, wrestling companies, even a, even a conscious one. I'm not sure if I want them, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, but I'll say this though. Like, yeah. For me to say that, like, there were things on that that I thought, you know, were a real miss. Like the top of that card still had a, a, yeah. a 20-minute Kenny Omega singles match. Sure. Which, you know, which you know what you're gonna get. You know, it's gonna be good. You had the Lucha Brothers and SoCal uncensored, um, and you had, you know, the Bucks and. Cody and Dustin in your main event. Like, that's that's still a very good top of a card. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, but it was also, like, a four-hour show where you knew 33% of the guys on the show. Like, that's there's no reason to run a wrestling show that long for anybody, let alone a company who doesn't have the most recognizable stars in the world. Right. Think, like, like Vince does it because he's trying to cram everybody and keep everybody, all the, the all the soldiers and pawns happy, get them mm-hmm. on the show and this and you know, so it's like, hey, WrestleMania gotta be seven hours to do that, WrestleMania gotta be seven hours. But, exactly. <laughs> but this is the opposite. This is like, fam, you could, this could be a tight 215 and nobody will complain. Nobody. Uh-huh. Even the people that paid $50 for it. If, 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 I don't think this was, show, a, this was a free thing, I think. I'm pretty sure. But. If, yeah, if you make this show five matches and not uh, Eight, and not nine, nine, you literally cut an hour from the show. Mm-hmm. At least. You would have, you would think takeovers in the last four years would have shown that, but um, in the way that people feel about them and how they establish how much they appreciate being able to finish watching the show and the sun's still up. Yeah. But again, they do want to expose the people because it's thirty. There's only you know thirty five percent of the people you might even have uh, an idea of who they are. So, you know, mm-hmm. they they want to they want to get they want to get those people in front of you. They want to get um, 
you know, best friends and you, and you know, over and they want to get uh, all these different acts. So I, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tightrope. It's a, it's something you have to consider, but I would err on the side of, on the side of uh, brevity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to say the least. All right. Let's, um, let's, uh, yeah, let's open things up. To some folks, 347-202-0103 is how you get in line. Let's uh, let's go to, I think, Toledo and talk to Craig. Craig, is that indeed you? What up? This is indeed me. What's happening? What's up, Craig? Not a whole lot. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. well. All right. I enjoyed your introduction, and uh, I have to ask you, because pro athletes are better pro wrestlers now than wrestlers. What does that mean? I want like you- Ronda Rousey or something? No, 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 no like, like Baker Mayfield and, and uh, you know, Odell Beckham and stuff like that. I got like, you. Like, <laughs> like, Pro athletes are better at pro wrestling than regular pro wrestlers are. Because and I'm, I'm are wondering, I'm wondering, like, pick your favorite wrestler, and how many pro athletes, like NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, all that shit, mm-hmm. uh, NHL, like, how many, how many athletes can you name that are better than your favorite pro wrestler? Like one, Baker Mayfield's a cornball. Like, no, it's not, that's not giving him credit. I don't opinion. think he deserves it. I, I watched him complain about a coach who, like, who supported him and didn't leave him. I watched him, like, complain about a coach leaving that was kicked out. So, like, Baker Mayfield's a cornball. But, um, like, as far as. Oh, who, like, who do I think. Because I know what you're saying. Um, I mean, Jeremy Shockey was one for me. That the way that he uh, carried himself and was about his yeah. business and would get out there on the field and back it up and just, just attitude. And, like, I always have, like, a certain appreciation for, like, white skill players who are are good and unproblematic. Like, that's always a big thing for me. Um you know, having that swagger of Miami, like he's he was way up there for me. Um, hmm. Miami does this, people. Like I mean, like every defensive back ever, like pretty much, like he's gonna carry that for me. Like, like Jalen Ramsey is better at being Velveteen Dream mm-hmm. than Velveteen is, and Velveteen's perfect at being uh, Velveteen Dream. Man, I don't know, man. That's see, because that's where I was gonna go. Yeah, he's. He's great. Like, uh, I don't think there's I don't know, off the top of my head. Like, do you, like, for do you think there's a better pro? Uh, like right now, do you think there's a better guy than Velveteen? Like in um, pro wrestling or in pro uh, athletics? Like, I, I, I really think that Jalen Ramsey carries himself like that. Maybe like, Megan, Megan Rapino <laughs> might be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and like. She's yeah, she's way up there as far as like because she backs it up like that, that that's the biggest thing like yeah she 
plays one of the hardest sports in the world, and and she is the best at it, and is and is unafraid to state that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I, probably the one for real. Like I was thinking strictly like football, but uh, I think the, uh, uh, if you were if you were talking five years ago, seven years ago, you, you could talk about Bryce Harper, and then I get into your Jeremy Shockey kind of. What, when you said that, and I went, because eh, I think more like, well, he was just a fucking asshole. Like to me, like that's yeah. how it came from. Like was that like, 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 like I, like when when you say you pro say, wrestlers, what, what the hell is his name from uh, Philly? Philly, the guy, uh, the racist guy from Philly. He was a uh, pro wrestler. Receiver? He was fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Jeremy Cobb or something like that. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it wasn't Kevin okay. Cobb. It was uh, it was a receiver, Riley Cooper. Cooper, yeah. That's it. Yeah, no sir with a C though. Um. Uh, but I mean, Demarcus Cousins. Way up there. I think of I think of the guys that are are doing it with a like with a purpose, right? Not just like, well, I'm fucking asshole, wild thing, you know, from major leagues. Right, right, just, right. Yeah. Like I'm just a, such a fucking personality, yeah. over the top personality. I'm, I happen to be marketable in some way. Yeah, like, I'll I, get over I appreciate. I don't want that. The controlled uh, uh, yes. guys, the guys that can turn it on and off and not just be complete pieces of shit. Guy or guy or, or woman. Or yeah. guy or I mean, sure. Clinton Portis sure. was that guy. Um, Clinton Portis would show up in costume and different personalities to press conferences. Right. Uh, but on the field, like he was the very yeah. best pass blocking running back. So it was like, you know. He was very much about his team and and making the team better, and he turned it on. He turned on the the personality when he needed to. Like, yeah, yeah. there's that. Um, uh, as soon as you say Clinton Portis, I'm like, yep. When I think of Clinton Portis, I don't think of him as a running back for Washington football. I think about him and with a mic in his face, sitting down after a game, mm-hmm. you know, talking. Like that. But it's funny. Like, I could really just pull guys from the University of Miami, and it'd be that all day. Like. If if I had like a hardworking tag team, um, it would be Ed Reed and Frank Gore, like who could just wrestle for twenty years and and be the best team. And and yeah, they don't even have to wrestle. <laughs> and just I mean just because and what I'm saying is like my parallel for them is like whatever team you like, they're the revival. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. timeless. Hardworking, uh, can exist in They're a space. without 1980s personalities. Well, no, I, that's the thing. I think they very much have 1980s personalities. Like, Ed Reed retired yeah, and was drove his John Deere tractor and let his oh. hair grow out and looks like, you know, Frederick Douglass. Like, that's very much what I think of him. Um, I, it, I mean, when I think of like modern. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like a modern. I mean, I mean wrestling, wrestling 1980s. No, my main, my main point in asking you guys this was, was saying wrestlers always seem behind the times on the athletes of the time that are bombastic. And mm-hmm. I had a whole diatribe about Mr. Boombastic and the Shaggy and all that shit in the strip clubs. I had a whole thing, but I, I want to skip that. I, it, it's like the, the wrestlers. Are always behind the times the athletes. 
Yeah, well, I think... Like, like you said, the revival. The revival is 80s-ass, like, Arn Anderson's, like, like Travoy says, they're 80s-ass Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make it now as, like, hot-ass heels or faces in 2019. They're trying to be 1980s wrestlers. But 1980s wrestlers ain't going to get it in 2019. Like... You you well, need guys at a breeze. Really? Arn Anderson in, in 2000. I, 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 I know what you're saying. Like, and I and I hear what you're saying. When I look at Trevor Lee, like, that is a yesteryear personality that I very much think will work right now in 2019. Because, like, everybody wants to talk about being a savage. And, like, that that terminology has just taken on this idea of just being very good at something. But I think that he embodies what that's really supposed to be. Like, I think he has that look. I think he moves like that. I think he talks like that. Um, like, again, even though that's kind of an old soul thing, I think he's very much like that. Um, but I do think, like, I think an ACH is ahead of his time currently. Like, I absolutely think that, like, like Velveteen Dream is, is very much well, like an ACH. Yeah, like, Velveteen Dream is, is literally Prince. Like, that's, that's as 80s as you can get, but it's also timeless. You know, like, it, it doesn't, like, that's always going to be in style. Cam, Cam. Yeah. I, I, I want to make sure I heard you right now. A dog? Attacking? Yeah, I'm, I'm house it. Oh, yeah, I got it. Just give me a second. <laughs> it's Travis's time. I'm not with Banner. <laughs> All right. Oh, can I? Did, I, I, need to, I need to understand what you just said. Yeah. So that's Did the thing. Like, I, I think like. Teen Dream is an 80s thing? Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, it's, it's quite literally Prince. Like, that, that's who he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Ah, um, uh, no. No, 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 no. No, I mean, jeez, well, oh, uh, I it's it, this is complex because I'm I'm telling you you can't hear Jimmy and that's not a you know I'm in the wrong demographic for someone to say something like that but like I don't think that at all. Really, he is not so friend. I mean, it's uh, he. Well, all right, all right. Let me let me let me clarify. I'm sorry. Prince was not 80s. What do you mean by that? Prince. It's forever. He, Is that one? Prince you mean transcended by? eras. He he oh, he. Really? And that's why that's why I said 80s, 90s, 2000s. He's 80s, Super Bowl. He did the best Super Bowl performance ever, and it was oh, what 2008. Don't let me. Yeah, and let me be clear. 20, 30 right. years after his time. When I say Prince is 80s, yeah. When I say Prince is 80s, I'm talking about when Prince started. But I even said right afterward, it's 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 timeless. Like it very much. That's why I am sorry. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. Like when you say that about the revival, like I understand where you're coming from, but I also agree that like to me, Arn Anderson is always cool. 
Like, there's just yeah. something cool about being like a tough guy that can <laughs> also that can talk um, and back it up and, and, and yeah, like a, a, a stout cool a stout guy with with body hair and a beard who looks like he works out but doesn't bodybuild. Like that's that's who I want to be when I, I grow up. Got to right. still fuck you, bitch. Yeah, that's that's cool with me. That's who I want to be when I grow up. So that's yeah. the time. Right. Let me tell you who Ari is and is right now. Ari Anderson goes. It, I at work last night. A guy can't. Or there was like a, at the beginning of my night. I go up into the aisle. And I go to do my Gatorade because I'm in the juice aisle and I'm the I'm the hardest fucking worker at that store and you can't tell me otherwise. So I go mm-hmm. into my aisle. I, I like working hard. I like getting my exercise. I don't need to go to the gym because I fucking work for a living. Not like, you know, some... I mean, anyway. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm working my ass off. And I'm working, and I'm like doing a Gatorade, and there's this dude who comes in, and he claims a bunch of Gatorade, and he's got a bunch of Pepsi in his other cards, and he's got his daughter with him and all the shit. And my boss comes up to me, my my manager, at the, at the night manager, and he comes up to me, he goes... You know how beef over there is just trying to trying to stock up his carryout, and I'm like, first of all, he's fucking Mexican. I didn't say this because oh, I don't want to get fired again. I've been fired twice, but I'm like, first of all, he's fucking Mexican, and second of all, I mean, he told me he was going on a camping trip. He might have a grocery store. I don't give a shit. I don't get paid enough to care. But you're trying to be Aaron Anderson. In 2019, you're trying to be a hard ass. That's the new modern Anderson. I don't know what you guys want to do with that. I just had to get that off my chest because I haven't. Heard no. it. Like you guys are the first person other than thank you at the carrier. Hey, real quick. Did you did you see uh, Lacey Evans on Instagram? <laughs> it's her with like a, a, I don't know if it's like an electrical saw. Yeah, <laughs> it's her leaned over an electrical saw in like a backyard with a polka dot dress on, with ribbon gloves, um, and some shades. And you know what the caption is? No. Give me a hammer, some lipstick, and move out of my way. Yeah, now, now I want you to go on Arn Anderson's Instagram and see if you like that shit. <laughs> and, if, and if he did, and if he did, then I win this argument. I don't know if you can see who for the hammer, huh? Okay. The All right. I don't know if that happens. I don't, cause I know on Twitter you can always see who people like and all that shit. Uh, I've been dealing with crap uh, alien stuff the entire last week. Where about it? No, it's it's been egregious. It's, it's like been, I said, everybody's been dealing with everybody. Then I mean, are you are you new to how the internet works? I okay. don't know you you above all places. like and. At first it was annoying, and then it got, it got, you, you put some really hilarious stuff up, and I found it. Like, because at first it was just like aliens, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like me, like, with the comic book stuff. 
And then all of a sudden I started like eating it. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking hilarious. These alien people. And then I started talking to my friends about it at the bar. And I'm apparently going to lose my virginity to a dude or cow or chick, a woman, whatever I'm allowed to say, alien, uh, who has (laughs) no no more or less than, yeah, no, no, they have to have no more or less than three penises, four vaginas, and and three of them have to be huge. So uh, this is what's going <laughs> to happen. We spent the whole day at the bar talking about it. It was hilarious. And I'm egregious. I was hoping you would do. I would hope. I was hoping you would do a segment like that today with your uh, alien fascination. Well, your Area 51. It's, it's, it's those things get like like one the one like the Area 51. They, that will last like if it if it got two weeks. If the internet got two weeks out of that, that would be amazing, right? Like there are few things that come along and get like. Four days of just solid, because you know the, the reason I haven't posted one in a day or two is because they're just not as good anymore. I mean, everybody shot their fucking load in, for the first two three days, <laughs> and it's just you know certain ideas that are still still out there. Uh, like today, I oh. finally saw one with the the little guy in Men in Black dying when he's inside the guy's head and he, it opens up. You mean the like, dog? Was it a dog? No, 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 no. He's like. A, a, a little teeny alien inside of like a, like piloting a robot or like a, yeah, a, the guy a, that came a, out of the yeah. shoulder. I'm talking Men in Black. Are we talking about this? No, he's in this guy's head, Craig. He's like piloting a a a, a, a human body. Oh no, that's he's a tiny little fucking two inch. Yeah, no, <sighs> we're thinking two different movies. Yeah. Anyway. You're thinking of Independence Day. Where? Yeah, all right. No, no, I am not. I am thinking goddamn men in black, For fuck's sake, don't tell me what I'm thinking. You are loud. But anyway, I I digress. Um, Yeah, these things get a few days, and then something else comes along. Like, old people filter. Yeah, that's why I got into it, because I was like, I don't care. I'm not focused on whatever the fuck Trump's saying about stupid, you know, like, oh, these people need to leave the country. I don't have to Whoa. talk about that shit because I got these aliens to deal with. Holy fuck. That could have been bad. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That was uh, quite the... Uh, get out of here, Boomer. That was quite the, you know, off-ramp. <laughs> Anything else, Craig, before we, uh, before we wrap this Yeah, I had a up written down. I had, I had the. Uh, and, did we just um, seriously bullshit for fifteen minutes about nothing, and you didn't even ask a question? Go ahead. Oh, was that only fifteen minutes? It would seem like it longer than that. Um, <laughs> All yeah, right. Go ahead, man. All right. Best best match you've ever seen in the U.S. The the one I got is Ali and Buddy Murphy last year. Uh, and it was on 205 Live. It was like a first contendership match. And Omega Ishii was like the best match I've ever seen. Like, I'm talking about like, because 
I've ever seen. Like, if you really want to go into it, uh, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, was the ultimate one. But that was back okay. in 91. I don't know if that would hold up today, but I think it would. Probably. I mean, it, it sure it would do, do okay. Might not, it's not a thing of the yeah. art, just because it was 1991 and in the WWF. Just, they could only go so far. It wasn't the main event that Hulk Hogan, the, the, you know, get the, you know, can go out there and just. So, in certain ways, I'm sure. Excuse me, I'm sure it absolutely does hold up. Um, it's one but of those did, things. Like, imagine if they were wrestling today. If they were, if they came up today, or were just, you know, uh, in today's environment. And they were allowed to do a little bit more. But do you think well, a match a like Ali Murphy on 205 Live on the network or uh, Omega Ishii in uh, the G1 last year would hold up on TV? Because if, if, if AEW and uh, WWE were trying to do this like television competition thing, I don't know that that TV viewers are trying to see good matches. Well, they are. But like I've said before plenty of times, and if you had, we've seen for, you know, 75 years in, in, in wrestling TV that we've seen mediocre wrestling make all the money because they had good, good pacing, good stories, good care, and, and best of all, and most importantly, good characters that people were invested in and connected Boston with. sucked after Owen Hart broke his neck. Right. So we've seen, I mean, Gorgeous yeah, George, even by 1952 standards, was not a fucking good wrestler. People just hated him. His personality drew a fuck oh, ton of money. You broke up. You broke up. Who are you uh, talking about? Gorgeous, Gorgeous George in the 50s. In oh, the yeah. Early 50s. Yeah, like he yeah. wasn't good. Even by 1952 standards, there were guys that could outwork him like a motherfucker. But he was selling tickets because he had the gimmicks and the personality, and people fucking hated him. So we've seen mediocre wrestling get over because they have compelling stories. And we've seen excellent state-of-the-art wrestling not make a fucking dime because nobody gives a fuck about the people doing the holds and the spectacular, you know, eight goddamn finisher moves that they kick out of. So I, I damn, haven't seen good, move, good yeah. wrestling so, make a dime. Because what I'm thinking about is how do you compete with commercial breaks and, and still have the ability to say this match was the best or one of the best? I think that's difficult, but I'll tell you what. If, if that Aleister Black-Cesaro match was on TV as the main event of a show and it played out exactly like it did on Sunday. The one from the I, people would be okay. talking about that match being up there with the matches of the year. Um and Cam, did that, that good. do you know the time on that match? It was like ten minutes. So it could be yeah, I was gonna say twelve. Yeah. Like that that's the type of thing, but it would have like and you know what it made me think of? Uh Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, SummerSlam, which was like a 10-minute match. And, it was, and then they came uh, back two weeks later on SmackDown and had the match they should have had at the damn pay-per-view. Fantastic yeah. TV match. Taped, obviously, back then on SmackDown and had, mm-hmm. I'm sure, at least one commercial in it, but was a fantastic match. I mean, excellent. 
Yeah, so I, I think it can be done. Um, circumstances have to be very special, like, because you don't want a 10-minute Kenny Omega match because that's not where he flourishes. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if, oh. if AEW has that guy right now. That's not a problem. Like, I think that's okay, but they're built around, like, their top talent is built around long-form, tell-the-story-type matches. Like, the Young Bucks are spot-heavy, and so they need a half-hour to build to these ridiculous things that they do. Kenny Omega is super freak athlete marathon man, and so he needs 20 minutes to get his stuff in. Like, Cody, who people consider limited, um, does a great job of building these these stories and these layers to why he's in the ring with somebody. And Cody's so got the best psychology so, in AEW, exactly. maybe even all the yeah, and so they're not – and, again, I'm a, a big Cody Rhodes fan in ring, um, so none of that was a lot, but um, – and a lot of people aren't. Um, yeah. But I, I think you need a special circumstance, and it kind of has to be a surprise um, for it to be, like, a TV match like that. And so, like, like if Cesaro Black was the same thing, built the same way, playing out on TV, I think it had a shot at being something like that. Um, but, yeah, it, it still has to be – I think a long-term story built because it can't just be two random guys. Even though they weren't super familiar, um, we understood who both of those guys were through knowing them for a long time and knowing what they wanted to where we had high expectations and they also paid off. Can I throw a couple things at you, though? And, and Trav, cut me off whenever I get too long-winded. That's all. There's a lot of pause with that last statement. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> um, the the uh, do you, do you think Kenny uh fuck, Kenny do you think Kenny Omega could ha- could have a ten minute great match on TV and and consistently at like without commercials you have a ten minute match and you don't break and and all that shit. Oh, he has the ability, absolutely. It's just that's I don't think that. Like, Tony Parker could always dunk a basketball. That wasn't what the team needed for him to win, though. You know what I mean? Like, So, so do you think do that's, 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 what the, that's what the promise is going to be on AEW television on Wednesdays in October? Do you think they're going to try to do their matches within 10 minutes? And if not, do you think that, like, doing – like, I, I hate the way WWE is doing it now where it's like 2F3 falls. And I hate the way it Impact did it with, like, uh, uh, what what they call it? Um, the, like, the the grand champion, whatever the hell title they had. I, I thought the premise was nice, but they couldn't execute it well because it, it just felt too forced because you're, you're trying to make a, a guy who's wrestling a 20-minute match one night get pinned in five minutes the next night. So do you think that there is... Do you think that there is at all a market for TV to be wrestled upon? Well, yeah. Unless, you unless you just totally sport the like, say, well, the commercial to the end or whatever. You also have, you also have to keep in mind that AEW is not doing twelve pay per views a year. They're they're yeah. they're more of a TV product than uh, right. Than, or will be, I should say. They're, they are not anything yet. 
they're just you know, done a few shows. But and do, and do, uh, and do you think be they've, a, they've been they can, by, they will be Trev, Trev, by. That, before, I'm sorry, Trev. Before before you go on, do you think they were hurt by having Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, and Double or Nothing being that clo- and, and uh, all out all being that close? in this, like, five-month span of four things. Like, they're almost trying to be WWE. There's four things in this, like, five-month span. Uh, considering that Fight for the Fallen and, 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 uh, and Fighter Fest were free, uh, you know, they weren't your big arena shows. It's still a show. It's still something that people were. It was a. It was a big enough deal that they. You know, I think the, the fight for the Fallen Arena is going to be what they get. Wait, say what, Chris? I think the fight for the Fallen Arena is about the. You know the the the. I think that's going to be their venue, for at least for a while. Okay. It has to be. They're just starting. Sure. But I'm just saying that the all out will be in in the back in uh in the bigger spot and obviously a double or nothing was in the twelve or twelve thousand seat place and and these other ones aren't so uh, I'm just saying so you say five shows in in in, in, in you know half a year or however, but it's mm-hmm. you know just the two two big shows, so this is more is they're more they're, they'll be fine, I think. When it comes to like doing being a TV, when they get on TV in October and have to build for their first, like if, if All Out is in August and they they're, they're on TNT in in October, I don't think you're having a show a pay per view within two months. I don't think their first show is until after 2020, whether it's in January or February or even really? March. I mean, yeah, I don't think they have a big because aren't they doing four a year? Isn't that the I plan? I don't know what the that that's where I'm that's where I was going with with the whole like fight for the fallen, fallen or fight fighter fest and all that shit. They're going and to do I'm, I'm like, like don't know, four no big interviews a year. I don't. I've been looking for the first Maybe show and they haven't announced it. All right. All right, Craig. Good stuff, man. Thanks, guys. Right. Nice talking to you, Anytime. Let's uh, let's transition a little bit and get in some of these emails, or at least do this non-VIP one from Gibran. He chimes in. Uh, what's up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. Coming off Extreme Rules, do you think do y'all think we'll be getting any new and fresh matches for SummerSlam? Is there any matches that y'all be interested in seeing again at SummerSlam? Well, you said earlier you have a, we're running some stuff back, like some there's there's some feuds that aren't uh, there's no way AJ and Ricochet is over, so I think that's going to yeah. culminate it or, or have a big a big thing happen at SummerSlam. Um, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, revi- the revival, the revival, and uh, and, and, and the Usos are, the Usos are still out there. 
Yeah, Becky and Natty. That's that's fresh. Certainly Bailey yeah, and, Natty, and, and Amber, and Amber uh, Moon. Yeah, Amber Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna get Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss. I think that's a possibility. Um, let's see. Shinsuke uh, Mustafa Ali. Like that could be really good. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we're getting New Day and Samoa Joe Elias, um, but you know they need challengers. It's probably not going to be uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, and Rowan. So that that's a fresh matchup there. Um, you know, Baron Corbin is going to be doing something. Bobby Lashley is going to be doing something. Uh, Braun Strowman is going to be doing something. Um, so you figure they'll have some fresh things going. Uh, I, are are we getting Roman Reigns? Uh, in, I mean, KO and Shane is probably happening. Um, of course, I have no interest in that, but I'd like to see KO get to do anything. This is the second go for them. It's just flipping heel face. Am I yeah, yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Shane so like, for Vince when the headbutted him, when Owens headbutted yeah. him. Like, yeah. 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 And so that's our right. Like, like, have they not had a thing? Sammy Zayn saved Owen from a, a hell in a cell. Yeah, from, from elbow. Jumping off the, off the cell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, I think that. Seeing what Ember Moon does with Bailey, I'm really interested in that. Um, I think as far as new stuff, that Mustafa Ali and Nakamura um, are probably like the two big ones I can think. Um, you figure Alistair Black is like going now, so he's probably going to get somebody new. And, and even though it's a an old old rivalry, like I really am interested in what happens with Randy Orton and Kofi. Like I think Kofi's had a really good title run. I think. This is the match that could cement his title run. Like, hmm. this is the one because there's every reason to believe that Randy Orton would get another title run. Like, right? Because he's Randy Orton, he's legacy. Um, no pun intended. Uh-huh. But I, I think this is the one. Like, this is because you know, as deep as we are into it, Travis, this was arguably. Uh-huh the misstep that led to Kofi not getting a title opportunity for eight, nine years. You know, like, whatever went wrong in that match or that feud is what, you know, I don't even know if we'd say derailed, but kind of altered the trajectory it looked like he was on as far as being, yeah. you know, it cemented him in the main event. Uh, at the it, it cemented him on the card, uh, spot on the card. Yeah. And really? so I think this would be, like, professionally, um, and just somebody who's followed him, you know, a putting on a really good match and, and being able to win that match, I, I think, is, is a big deal. Um, yeah, so so even though we have some cool new matchups, the, the really old matchup is the one I'm most interested in at this point.
it would be nice if Randy and Kofi gave them no no choice but to put them in the main event. Right? Like, like three TV weeks was so now. good leading up to it. Yeah, just like three weeks from now, we're just like, ain't no way Brock and 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 <laughs> and then Seth are, are are the main match. That's just mm-hmm. I, I'm just not excited for it just right now where where we stand now. It was a nice little battle royal and okay, great, but I don't I don't care to see Seth and Brock again. I don't care to see Brock versus many people uh, these days. So. That's he's the he's the common denominator here. Um. So yeah, but but I don't I don't I don't I don't hold out. I'm not going to hold out hope that that they get to do something special in the next three weeks, three four weeks. Orton and and, and Kofi that is. It'll be paint by numbers. RKO's out of nowhere. Kofi will you know get a little measure of revenge. I don't think they're going to do anything particularly. Memorable or, or special with this, um, but just by having the feud and the match, it could be, it, it could be, and, and and assuming Kobe wins in the end and retains uh, clean and non-controversially, this could be what cements him. And and I don't know. We I think there's we we have to talk about about the plans going into the fall now with Brock being the universal champion because Uh it's either one of two things. It's really really binary choice. He's either going to not be on Fox or he will be. And the only way to get to him being on Fox uh, with the, as WWE champion, presumably is for him to lose to Seth at SummerSlam and before October beat Kofi. Or mm-hmm. be feuding with Kofi, Kofi um, because he doesn't have the money in the bank anymore, so we would have to do it in a little more traditional way. Although I could see Heyman showing up saying, hey, we want a title match against Kofi, and I'm going, and Mandy's yep. going, okay. <laughs> showing up and saying, hey, like, especially if Kofi comes out of SummerSlam um, and, and beats Randy, because, I mean, he really won't have any challengers, you know, right. like, he would have beaten everybody. <laughs> but the other way, the other way is is to uh, have Brock as the Universal Champion challenge uh, Kofi. And, and I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think either I'm, of those are very likely. I don't see him yeah. losing and then winning. Beating losing to Seth, but then beating Kofi, or if you're going over to SmackDown and feud with Kofi, uh, and I definitely don't see him uh, them doing any kind of uh, you know com- uh, champion versus champion, or yeah, champion versus champion kind of thing, or unification. Or, yeah. yeah. So Too I mean, it is what it is. I think I think Heyman's on Raw and Brock's on Raw. They're, they're like, nope, Fox, you don't, you're not, you know, you're not going to get Brock on SmackDown. And we're either going to go into Fox with Kofi as champion or possibly Randy Orton as champion. Yeah. So, we shall see. Um, I think Gibran had something else. 
Uh, should Bray Wyatt wrestle with the mask on? Um, no. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think that's good money. I mean, it's cool to show up with and to do like he did against Finn on Monday. Uh, I loved how they shot that, by the way. When the lights are, yeah. when the light, the lights didn't come on. A bunch, of, a bunch of spotlights came on. But the way they zoomed in and out and kind of just, yeah, felt, felt creepy as fuck. And it was just perfect tone for, for, for what Bray's going for. Um, so, yes, no, to answer that part, no, he, he shouldn't. Um, also, should they keep him off TV and don't give him a match? Well, I don't know what's happening with that because Finn, Finn Balor apparently asked for time off, so I guess that was their way of writing him off. So I don't. So I don't. We typically we go. Oh, okay. So Bray and <laughs> much to much to Cam's chagrin, Bray and, and Finn are going to feud again, right? Like, all right, yeah, here we go. But but no, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure, at least from what I've read. Finn asked for time off and was granted it. So that was just maybe, and that's not saying three months from now when he comes back to TV or six weeks from now, however long he has time off. He has a a ready made thing with Bray now, but uh, I think they're going in another different direction with with Bray. So I don't think he's going to have a match per se at SummerSlam. He's just fantastic. He's in great shape. And then, like, like knowing Bray's genetics really, like, makes you appreciate the shape that he's in. Because, you know, that takes some work. A new dad, you know, just, yeah, he looks great. Mm-hmm. He's all in on the character like he always is. Taking um, care of Tony. You know, he's got a lot of, a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, uh, look, yeah, looks great. Um, and hopefully, you know, they, they, they make this work this time. It doesn't become derivative or a joke in and of itself. Absolutely. He says, I, Jabron continues, I asked this because I think it would be, come on, get out of here. I, I, I asked this because I think it would be better to just let him show up at random Raw and SmackDowns and attack different people every time he shows up. Uh, that way, it could keep us guessing as fans as to who he's really after. Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, For a while. Yes. But then you have to explain in week four or six, why the hell didn't guy from week one, like, find Bray and, you know, punch him in his face? Uh, like, why is everybody? Why is we? Oh my God, Tazawa's leg is between the damn uh, guardrail. Oh my God, he did a front flip onto Adam Cole from the apron to the outside, and his leg is now between the damn guardrail, like one of the you know, like prison bars types. It's like uh-huh. just went through. Fuck, he can't get it out. There we go. Shit. Um, but again, you got to put a lot of guys. He has to then beat up a lot of guys. And you don't want him doing it to Zack Ryder and fucking Apollo Crews and goddamn, you know, low-tier guys every week. 
Because again, it just makes everybody look like chumps that he, if they don't if they're not coming after him. Mm. But you can do something. You can there's a there's a there's a middle ground for for, for something like that. Uh, so yeah, so thanks, Jabron. Appreciate that. Let's uh, let's head back to the phone lines and go to Newark and talk to Kylan. Kylan, what's on your mind? Not much service on you and Cam doing this week. Doing okay. You doing well? Interesting weekend we had with the evolving fight for the fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am watching the Evolve show as I speak. Not a bad show. Good wrestling. No, not at all. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an, another one fairly soon. Or perhaps the whole Evolve library before we Maybe one of, maybe you could answer, uh, 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 cue me in, uh, uh, Kylan. What's the, I don't understand the W logo. Like they had the title versus title match. And they had a guy who was like the his his championship belt had the you know evolved logo like the 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 science icon or whatever the hell the thing is not science icon but the elements icon and then the 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 uh, fat dude who had a, a different title had a W kind of looking logo on it and the refs have W's on their yeah WWN or WWN Oh, okay. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Evolve has, I believe, four different uh, satellite organizations that fall under them. And much like Crockett named their... Either the the wrestling network they supposedly decided to call his umbrella the World Wrestling Network. So I I would think that's what the other belt is. Yeah, I just didn't know WWN's lo- you know, logo. I probably, yeah, I used to get their emails all the time. I probably unsubscribed because that's annoying. Um, yeah, okay, that's all. So yeah, so what's on your mind? Oh, my, my first question for this week concerns the Shane and. Kevin Owens angle is this being set up for a SummerSlam match to finally re-extricate Shane from TV to begin 
the process of a hard brand and draft post summer slam as mm-hmm. I have heard through various channels. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, I'm still here. Uh, yeah, no, I was that I'm not sure. Was that a question, Tyler? I didn't I'm not sure uh or are you just making a general maybe I missed something. Shane's gonna if Shane's around, I don't think I think the temptation is even though uh it should be obvious, I think the temptation is there to make it to put him on TV. Um to have him be a at least semi you know, at least a, a semi weekly fixture on TV. I I just don't see Shane going away and uh but it's certainly your thing about being. Uh, could this be the start of? Because right, is Bischoff, you're telling me on the IM or something's going is going to be on TV next week, and he started in the office this week. So, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be on the actual on TV. He's just supposed to. Right, that's a good distinction. Right, right. Being at TV is different, being different than being on TV. And if they're already not wanting to just throw him right into the mix, it would make sense that he would show up and for three or four or six weeks or however long to just kind of get uh, integrated to the brand, especially because they have until October, if if that's the big, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, big big deal. So he can kind of get ingratiated and and and, and back in the group of things, being on TV, that crew. Uh, and then come October, he he might be a, a, an on-air character. Would be surprised. Uh, well, uh, as far as far as I know right now, no. Nobody has even discussed the prospects of him even trying to be an on-air character. And his focus is just going to be being in Gorilla, sitting next to Vince, like Paul Heyman has been doing the last month. That's cool. I, 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 that's, I'm, I'm glad that's the... That's the uh, initial thought, but like uh, Shane, I, I think it's it's going to be uh, too tempting to to not have Bishop be involved on on TV from either him or from 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 management wanting to him to be on mm-hmm. TV. He's either going to get the itch, I know I'm Mike. And and you know I want to do something. I'm the ju- the creative juices, and you know the the, the the performer juices are flowing again. And 
you know, being around all the all all the all the superstars and watching them and helping them put together maybe promos and, and this that and the other. I want to get back at it. Or the company going, look, <laughs> we need you to you know spice some shit up. So. If if he's a, if he's asked, uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he would he would that. He would gladly go back on TV because he he had expressed to me once that he missed being on camera, but but as of right now, no plan for that at all. Uh, Darrell did rem- just reminded me on Twitter that we were saying Kofi has no challengers and uh, Roman is still sitting out there. This is true. Yeah. Anything else uh, you got for us, Colin? My second question is on the whole possible Randy Orton Kofi match, which could be coming out from us. Does Kofi win? This time to to avenge his October 2009 push derailment after Randy Orton infamously called him stupid during a match for botching a finish. Want to take that, Cam? And what was the the, the question part of it? The, does Kofi win? Oh yeah, as, he wins. As an as an avengement for yeah, ten years. Ago. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they directly make that the story, and I don't think that you know, it's he's he wins because. Right now, it's the best thing for him to do, or it's, it makes the most sense. And the story that the story that they're telling, him winning makes the most sense, and that's for business. Blah blah blah. Uh, avenging, avengement for 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 ten years ago. Like, yeah, sure, if you want to make it about that, and they 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 might. What? That was. That was the that was the first thought that popped into my head is maybe Ed Koski and, and some of the writers have have friends calling them telling them, you know you guys really messed up Kofi ten years ago he he's been doing very well. Put put him with Vince to put him with Randy and try that again the the opposite way. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Either way, I think we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, 
we're gonna get to some good stuff. But I, I'm like I said a little bit ago. I'm inter- I'm really interested in in where they go with this match. Uh, hopefully it's you know you know it'll screw over Kofi and have him have him lose. But then actually, if they have a, a story to tell going into Fox with uh, Orton cha- or Kofi chasing Orton, maybe that's uh, maybe that's just as interesting, if not more. But Either way, I'm I'm hyped for 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 this for this feud. So that would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So awesome. Good to talk to you, Kyle. Good talking to you. Oh, and Braun Strowman size. The the magic five year contract that everybody's been getting. Uh, again, he should go. I hope he didn't sign for half a million dollars a year. And he should say, I'm worth at least as much as Mike and Maria together. So I'll take a million dollars a year, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is how these things work. Once your fucking money, you know, stuff, all that stuff starts getting out. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh so awesome. Thanks for that little uh that tidbit at the end, Kyle. Yeah, if uh if that's if that's indeed true, man, that the WWE might have actually you know, by overpaying in a sense or you know, depending on who you talk to, oh by overpaying uh, 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 Mike and Maria, and if everybody's just, you know, okay with taking that that deal, that just becomes like standard. Because it's not like I doubt it's like sports. Like I'm playing my baseball franchise, and I'm looking at everybody's. Uh, I'm like, okay, who's angry, and why? It's like it's you know satisfied or you know upset, uh, satisfied, happy, ecstatic over their contract, where they're playing, their uh, place on the on the team, their role on the team. And and I had this picture show hey Otani and he is livid over his contract. And I'm like, why is this man so because <laughs> he's getting five hundred and seventy five million dollars a year for the next five years and he's got twenty wins. He's like, no 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 he's sixteen and four. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> elite goddamn, you know, my one pitcher. Blake he meant 576000 right? He's getting five seventy five a year for the next five yeah. years. So he he's said, getting four, said million. Five, I was like, I, I think he'll be okay. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Five seventy five. But yeah, I, I think he's really getting half a million a year for the next mm-hmm. five. He's going to make two hundred. He's going to make $2.8 million in five years and probably win 100 games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blake Snell, his contract was up. I signed him for seven years and paid him like two hundred fucking million dollars. But he's got twenty something wins for me, and he, you know, that's how these things work. Like, hey, you want the contract show? Hey, you know, you can be had that little red face, angry face next to your your name all you want. Ain't shit you can do about it. But yeah, so I, man. I, I can't imagine Braun. I, I just don't. There's no way Braun is 
took that deal. I just can't imagine. After five years, sure, I believe. Ain't no way he took a half a million dollars. Because they don't get, yeah. oh, that's why I was liking it to sports. Because it's not like half a million this year, 800 the next, 1.2 the year after. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nah. <laughs> Pay me the same thing every year on the year. Yeah, starting with the big And one. if you're, if you're Braun Strowman, you're like, well, one. three years, I'll be, I'll probably have main evented this many more fucking shows and sold this much mm-hmm. more merchandise. I'll be much more valuable in three years than I am now. Yeah. So that, oh, okay. That, that, that segues nicely into the interview Bailey did with, do you know the entity? Was it ESPN? Uh, one of those sports networks. It was a legit mainstream sports network. It was ESPN, I think, or somebody that certainly used to work. The woman that was interviewing her is a, is a known, you know, a known, mm-hmm. you see her, you go, oh, I've seen her on this, and first take, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So she, she's talking to Bailey, and they get to and they, travel. And they start that, I'm switching phones. Okay. So she, they, somehow travel comes up with Bailey, and Bailey lets her know, oh, yeah, it's tough, you know, driving from one town to the next, whether it's, uh, Sunday to Monday, from a pay-per-view to a Raw, Raw to, uh, to Smet, whatever it is, house shows, whoops, sorry if I, whoops, let me mute you, um, whatever it is, these, these, <laughs> the wrestlers, I mean, just historically, I mean, that's just what it is, life on the, on the road, that's a legit thing, uh, they're driving more than they're flying, right, they're, they got a loop. They're going from, you know, Peoria to goddamn Milwaukee to whatever that loop is. They're in a car. They're not flying in city to city. That would probably be worse. Uh-huh. Fly in. And the interviewer is like, wait, what? <laughs> you guys are responsible yeah. to get yourselves to these events and you have to pay for them? Like, everything is kind of coming into focus for, for this uh, pretty ridiculous. For interviewer woman. Who has been dealing with big time athletes for over a decade in her capacity as a journalist and TV personality, sports personality? So she knows contracts, she knows what athletes are worth, what different levels, who's worth more as far as, you know, hockey gets, you know, the, probably the least paid of the big four sports in America and, and all that, and who individually is getting the most in each sport and how they're treated. And the and the and the and the uh, the writers and stuff, even you know, for sports people, it's like Hollywood stuff and all that. And then she hears this mainstream superstar wrestler woman who's on I don't know, she's on magazine covers, but Becky and Becky certainly is right now. Rhonda's been on, man, Charlotte's been on magazine covers. These are legit superstar athletes. And they're going to drive themselves from show to show. And it's obviously they don't like it. She's like, yeah, that's the worst part because it's tiring and it's expensive. You know, renting cars and hotel rooms every, you know, three days a week, three nights out of the, out of the week. And it became a bit of a and, – and, and Bailey, to her credit, did a very nice job because she ain't stupid. She knows 
she works for, you know, who she works for and the environment she's in. And she knows exactly where, where this conversation could go. So she pivots very nicely to, um, to, to being on the road, like spending time with your friends. And, and so she starts playing up, she starts playing up the fun parts of being out on the road and, and the camaraderie and all that stuff. The 20 foot, the, the ride along shit, basically. Uh, and again, she does it very nicely, but it still gets picked up because the, the, the entity the, the tweeted it. Like, wow. And then, and then took it down. So it just became, uh, if you were paying attention, it's, like fairly okay, somebody like, fucked yeah. up, and WWE let them know, hey, 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 this ain't how we, yeah. And I don't, and I, w- I don't understand how to entities like, assuming this was ESPN or if it was Fox or whoever, when why in conjunction with the John Oliver piece from March for WrestleMania, how do they not um, ask harder hitting questions to the people that? can answer those questions. Like, don't put the goddamn wrestlers in the position. Don't don't let this go, oh, okay, next time we interview wrestler, we're really going to go hard on this travel and independent contractor status or whatever your angle is. Like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't throw them under, under a bus and have them on camera, you know, either trashing their company because it's the truth or looking like a straight up suck it when they go, no, I love being subjugated and and I'm being hyperbolic, but you know, I love uh, working and you know, getting paid you know, 9% <laughs> you know, uh, uh, football NBA and all those places pay anywhere from 30 to 55% in their revenue or profit however they, I forget, to player salary. Like Yep. A third to half of the money that they make go to the players, and there's still room to go. Shouldn't it be like you know three quarters or you know you know they're doing all the work, but and in WWE it's like nine or twelve percent. It's pathetic the money WWE makes compared to what they pay, how much they pay their 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 stars and that. You know, you know NFL players and NBA. Well, I know NBA players at the very least. Do you know they get a food stipend? When they're on the road and stuff, we yeah. get like uh, uh, you know two hundred bucks a, a a day or some shit. Yeah, that's like, wow. Yeah, like because they also understand because the league minimum guy could certainly use that, but you can't just say here's two hundred bucks a day league minimum guy and not you'd have to make it a standard. For everybody, it is, I mean, you can't say <laughs> we're subsidizing uh, the low tier. Uh, we're going to, you know, all your, you know, big contract people. Don't, you don't need it. They don't. But you got to You're going to give somebody two hundred bucks a day for having a union. Having a union is nice. It, it is nice. Representation, uh, 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 collective bargaining, is a plus. It is. It is. It is a strength that we give away 
uh, as as people, as workers, as a collective? I see my boss once a month, mm-hmm. and you know what he asks when I see him? He says, Cameron, where's your mileage reimbursement stand? Do you even drive far enough to get that? Because at work, I don't. Like, I don't qualify. Like, I, I work 12 minutes away. Whenever I go to a different campus for anything, it's called. Oh, oh my God. Damn. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is sweet as fuck. Yeah. So if I have to go to, like, a training or I have to go to a forum or anything, like, yeah, I get to they just give me back the money. Um, in WWE, who has to go city to city on their own dime and feed themselves, and uh, I don't know what the team hotel situation is, or like the you know, because I know like a lot of times they stay at the same hotels, but like basically they come out of pocket for more things than any other sport has to, any other form of entertainment like that, and it's kind of gross. And like, it's a like Cody Rhodes was all all about Ralph Ralph out of Union until he became a boss, and then logistics. Like, yeah, that's something that life was brought to, and, and something that really should change. Like, they should be they should worry about staying in shape and performing, and that should be. That's what everybody else worries about. It's a double edged sword that is going to get sharper and sharper the more WWE is accepted in the mainstream. You can't have the benefits of having Becky and Seth on the red carpet at the ESPYs, having Roman Reigns win an award at the ESPYs, and not have the drawbacks. Of now, these big-time wrestling guys are hanging out with other big-time athletes and swapping stories. It's the it's the thing. It's what the click did that made that gave them power. They talked about their what they all were getting paid. They weren't like oh, stay out of my pocket, motherfucker. They were like, no, here's look at my check. Let me see. Let's all put our checks together and and see you know what how they value us individually and. Since they were all friends, they wanted all of them to be valued as much, and blah, blah, you know, so there wasn't a, so, yeah, when you get people together, it's inevitably, I'm not saying that the SBs Romans talking fucking zeros and M's with uh, Mega Rapino, or, you know, maybe, because, again, they, you know, they had their own money issues and stuff, but when you're talking to, to, to big-time athletes, it's just a matter of time before the WWE wrestlers are going to be embarrassed. Beck, uh, Bailey was embarrassed to have to tell that interviewer, to have to tell that interviewer and hear that interviewer's <laughs> response of, wait, what? <laughs> Y'all allowed that? That was basically how the, the interviewer responded. It was like, Y'all take that? Like, why would y'all accept that? Y'all make a ton of money for these people. And they can't get you a fucking driver or, or some kind of a, a party bus. I don't know. Drug, drug state. <laughs> so when the wrestlers, when the wrestlers, when the, yes, when the wrestlers are sick of being embarrassed and when other athletes potentially start talking shit about them, 
on social media or in other interviews, or not even talking shit. If you're an if you're a, a football player, if you're Ben Simmons and you just signed this max deal, you know you just signed this hundred seventy million dollar contract, and you know you're big time star, all this stuff, and you're and if you just happen to be friends with you know big time wrestler X, and you're like fuck that. I'm, he can't speak out, and I'm going to be his and all of their advocates. Then, no, I mean, right? Like, it just it just, it just takes one. Yeah, the best example, like Ennis Cantor and Dana Brooke. Like, Cantor's a basketball player, right? The Turkish guy. Yeah. 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 Like. What's that they story? See each other I'm unfamiliar. They're dating. Oh, oh, okay. So it's so like, even more than just being hanging out and being pals with a fucking exactly. wrestler. If you if you all are, are are lovers and 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 living together or however close intimate relationship like that, you're definitely talking uh, uh, about not just how you, how much you're being paid, but yeah. you treat how your leagues uh, uh, yeah. treat you. And so. Yeah, Shit, Wait, when Ennis Cantor was like, I am not going to fucking Europe because uh, because Erdogan will fucking put out an Interpol thing at the behest of fucking Putin and have me hemmed up. Or was it Erdogan? Yeah, whatever the situation was, he's like, you know, Turkish government aren't fans of Ennis Cantor. And if he travels outside of, outside of America, they could possibly try to fuck with him. And the league didn't shame him or quietly tried to make him go to a goddamn country he didn't want to go to. They protected him exactly. and fucking was like, yeah, you goddamn right. He should not be afraid. He should not have to worry about some fucking rogue elements in government or, you know, coming after him or using, uh, what they do is they'll use Interpol and, and, and to harass international folks. Um, and yeah, so she she knows those stories about him and he knows, imagine if they said, if she said no, Dana Brooke, low card, in the, in the low, lower tier in the women's division, if she was like, I want to go to Saudi Arabia, that's not an option because she's not invited. But if she, you know, if she was and said no, you know, she took the stance of Kevin Owens or, or, or Sami Zayn or Dana, Dana Bryan, she knows she could not say no without there being repercussions. And Cantor could yeah, be like, I mean, oh, some fucked up shit. If you just go go dollars, like, he's like, wait, so you play how many games a year? Like, talking to her. Like, you play how many games a year? And they say, what? In front of crowds of how many? And how many people watching? Like, the the dollars don't add up. Like, think about what they're they're league minimum guys. They got guys who you don't want on your team who are signing two-year, four-million-dollar deals. Yeah. Just because you need to round out your roster and have some warm bodies at the end of your bench. So, yeah, double-edged sword that's only going to get sharper. Um, again, mainstream acceptance comes with a price, just like it did in the 80s. I mean, as soon as they start getting big, all of a sudden, fucking all the sex scandals and shit they were able to get away with when they were just 
you know, just a wrestling company where it was fine. Rape all the ring boys and lady referees all you want, but start selling fucking ice cream to kids and supermarkets across the country and you're on cable and mainstream sponsors and all that kind of stuff. That's when, yeah, you know how this works. Ice cream good, too. All right, let's, uh, you know what? Ain't no need to drag this drag this out any longer. So let's head to Georgia and uh, end with uh, – and we're talking to Darrell. Darrell, what's happening? What up? What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Cam? What's up, man? Mm-hmm. Not little too much. Of this, I just little popped back on. What was that last conversation y'all was having about with Bailey and all of that? I just popped back in. Did you see the interview she did or see, like, the social media stuff when the lady asked her and Bailey told her they they have to travel on their own dime from city to city and pay for hotels and the, oh, and the no, interviewer from e, ESPN or whatever was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, this lady who deals with big time athletes and shit, you know, for the last decade of her professional life knows what the, how they get treated, what they get paid. And then that just led into a, a oh, WWE superstar. Okay. You know, they don't get paid. They got to pay for their own hotels, all that kind of shit. The percentage of, well, of revenue that goes to, to player salary you know, being like nine or twelve percent in WWE, and it's like forty, fifty-five percent in 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 major leagues. Well, that'll never. Uh, well, that'll never happen because you have to have a um a union. Right, collective bargaining and union. Have, that that came up for sure. Yeah. And you, yeah. and yeah. your best chance. Your best chance of. You got it. No, I was just gonna say your best chances of having was having that was um before um those big free agents went and started tried to start their own major league. So now you probably set back another twenty to thirty years because you have to wait until right free agents. I win Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, all oh, of oh, them. Oh, okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that big union stuff. when they got a little power. You see it. Yeah. Also, because they had all the power, they could have changed the wrestling business forever. Where people could ask for time off and stuff like that. That's what I was telling you a while ago, Trap. If they would have, you know, all came together and said, you know, we talked about what they wanted and negotiated, that would have been the process of starting a um, a union where people could get paid that. But now you got twenty, thirty years away because now you got to wait. When you get big stars like that to come back out on the free agency, where they can control their destiny and go anywhere they want. So that seemed like an interesting interview. Yeah, I definitely would like to see or hear whatever form it was in, or read the full transcript of that interview. I only know what happened in the in the part that made. That made the news or made social media rounds, which was Bailey admitting, yeah, we got to drive ourselves around. The lady going, what the fuck kind of bullshit is that? And then Bailey swiftly and niftily pivoting to, you know, something more positive that didn't make her company seem like a piece of shit that they know. 
Yep. Oh my God! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! If this is this, wow! So the mayor of Philadelphia said, if Donald Trump ever has to go back to where he came from, he's gonna have to go to hell. <laughs> That's biting. <laughs> Call that motherfucker to spawn a fucking Satan. But, sorry. <laughs> what else you got for us, Terrell? Have you found anybody who went to um get that get that clapping from Area 51 yet, man? What you mean? I found myself. <laughs> yeah, man, that's all I need. Me, myself, and I. You know mean some some travel snacks, uh, a little zinc oxide for my nose because you know we'll be out there in the desert. You know, in my hiking boots because it's like a uh, <laughs> you know when you actually look at like the layout of this bitch. <laughs> You would, if you just knew about Area 51 through memes, you'd think it was a big sign say, welcome to Area 51, here's the front door, and everybody could just show up at this one at this one obvious entrance. But it's like, no, here's this visitor center, then there's like 20 miles of desert to get to anything, uh, you know, of note. <laughs> so you got to have your hiking boots, you got to have your fucking provisions. Uh, probably have, better have a visibility cloak because you think you can make it through that twenty mile trek without getting like a drone strike or something? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Most of them people who want to go there and raid probably can't even walk down these steps without um holding their arms. Oh, damn! So no, they ain't making it ten, ten meters in the desert. That's, just, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's them out of truth. Listen, it would be fantastic if if something like that could, you know, <laughs> it'd be a lot of people dead. I just wanted, I'd like to just for the moment, or just for the, just just to for the aftermath. Like I just want to see what happens. Like once there are thousands of, you know, dead people uh, in in the damn Nevada desert or or New Mexico desert. Shot by a government fucking agent, and I just want to see the aftermath of that. Like, yeah, these thousands of people showed up. You know, somebody going, you know, somebody might squeak through. <laughs> you know, my man Tony Baker had a great point. Like, he was like, if anybody did get through, he was like, we need access codes. You know, they got them doors that go. <laughs> And like the meme said, you, they moved all this shit to Area 52 anyway. So, the fuck? We'd be sorry. It'd just be a bunch of empty warehouses. I heard y'all conversation earlier about um, best matches and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if y'all talked about how when that just happened. I was on 205 live. Mm. Uh, dang. How about um, Bro, <laughs> Matt Riddle? <laughs> but anyway, um, but but anyway, um, y'all didn't see the match between Jack Gallagher and um, uh, great uh, G- Chad Gable. I didn't. Yeah, I heard about it. Now that's a match of the year. Well, right there. Like, sure. Yeah, they Gable is. I mean, I like Gallagher. I think Gallagher's like really, really talented. Um, Gable is just. Every time you watch him, you're just like, how did you guys – like, not that they've missed because he still has to be Umbrella, but 
like, one, they never should have broke up American Alpha. Two, they shouldn't just keep sticking him in tag team because he was that good. Well, they like, had no choice but to break up American Alpha. Yeah, it was really good. got hurt. Hurt Nick. Well, no, but they broke him up. They broke him up after Jason Jordan was already on his solo tip. I mean, they could have yeah, just him. Um, but, but Chad Gable should just be a an intercontinental U.S. title contender all the time because he's that good. Like, no, it's a shame. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully but, they get but, you know. They take that around for, like they put on a clinic in a in a gala, and so. I can't be mad at what I'm getting because Brian. Oh my God, um, Brian Gallagher is going to take my money now. Listen, yeah, Brian and Gallagher—they won't throw one punch. They won't throw one punch. There might not be one flat back bump in that match, <laughs> and it will be fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. and him, him and Gulak same way. Like, yes. Oh my God. Did you hear? Did you? Because this is news to me. It was news to me when I heard Darrell. Did you hear Brian might be going to two or five live? Like that's going to be like his news. No, I didn't hear that. Hopefully yeah. Uh, it'll be nice. It'll be nice, but hopefully they stop it though. Because uh, why? I want to see. <laughs> people were complaining about. Um, I don't care about people. They're complaining about. Um, Whatchamacallit, Maria and uh, Mike Kennelly's story, which been going on for six months and uh, been leading up to whatever they've been doing on Raw for six months on 205 Live. So, well, shit, show us a fucking recap or person. something. Because to me, this is all brand fucking new. I don't watch goddamn Mike and Maria on no damn 205 Live. Can't just start okay, that. Can't just finish a story <laughs> that I ain't even paying attention to. That's my whole point. You ain't paying attention to it, so you. you so what would that nice have to do with Why is that? It's nice for you now, but right. the attention spans of most people today is nice for a second, and then two weeks later, you're not even worrying about it. Then you complain. Then people complain about why Daniel Bryan is not on the main show. Ain't nobody gonna be complaining. They're gonna have to. No, you're gonna be watching two or five live. They're gonna be watching week after week. Brian Russell, Tazawa, and Gulak, and. Gallagher and all these and having goddamn match of the year contender style matches, maybe not that far, but just certainly just banging ass matches week after week, month after month. Who will be complaining? Who fucking cares about people that complain about greatness? Yeah. And I'm I'm picking out all Daniel Ryan matches. Like (laughs) they're getting more. Like yeah, I don't care what banner it's on. I don't care what show it's on. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to go out of my way to watch a watch a thing that I don't give a fuck about now. Like that's all you need to know about what the value of sending Brian the 205 up. And that my ten dollars will let me cut straight to it. Like, yeah, I'm (laughs) doing it. Like as soon as Cam told me earlier, I instantly, I'm like, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Fucking Brian and Mansoor. Like, I give a fuck, man. <laughs> it's going to be great. You know, watching Brian and Mansoor. I am so. <laughs> he won the biggest battle of all time. I just, I just, I get that just like people ask for um, wrestlers for NXT to hurry up and come. 
up to the main roster. I, I just take that as a, just something. Now, I want to see what they do first with everybody else until you start, before you start putting other people who you might think people want to see and stuff like that. Because Man. I can tell you this, Trav, I done heard you say, Bam, bam, fuck that what other people say. I heard you say that so many times that I can say if I bet a nick on it, I have a couple hundred dollars. And the people turn around and still be complaining. And then you would come on here and you um, put your diatribe on that piece. Uh, uh, you put your track on the on the, on the hot and too. So, you know, that's all I'm saying, man. Just go off for people and quick reaction and this culture today. What's good today might not be hot um, tomorrow. I think you're trying to what talk yourself good, out, of, like out of something that's, that's on paper fantastic. And I don't. And I mean, it would, it would, they would have to go out of their way to, to screw up Brian being because if he goes there, he's the star, right? He gets to, as we said earlier in the conversation that you missed, he gets to probably write his own. Like, literally, he probably has the creative uh, control. Not completely, but he could pretty much book his own shit. Like, two a lot People were saying when he started this Captain Planet and started going to the tag team that he was going to go have control over his entire storyline. That's not not plausible. Oh, she slammed up in the door. Like, Vince uh, ain't going to let, you know, he might let. Jericho and HBK 12 years ago do something like that and have a little more creative uh, with their with their angle, with their matches and stuff. But he ain't giving Brian no carte blanche on, on a main show. A 205 live? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. See, that's, an, see, that's also another thing why I was saying that. I was saying because you, people do not watch 205. They don't know the structure of 205. So, again, they're coming up with these imagination, hopes, and dreams. But uh, Teddy the Entertainer told you you should be living off the um, hope creed anyway. You're Darrell. hoping for stuff that's not that's not how it's set up. 205 People watch 205 Live when Enzo Mori went there. You don't think they're going to watch 205 Live when fucking Daniel Bryan shows up and is a fixture and having kick-ass matches week after week or at least twice a month? But they're not that set, be great. Again, they're not set up. They, they don't be set up. They haven't been set up like that for a long time. They have gone away from that. What they got to do with what they can do tomorrow, what they did yesterday. They can say, hey, now we want it to be important. And they'll make it important. We've seen them do that for 30 years. Them all of a sudden get into something and make it a big deal. How many times have you seen them do that lately? What do you mean? They do it all the time. They pick somebody or or a gimmick. (laughs) Right now it's happening with the damn makeup. Make a show that they haven't um, took importance since the start of it. Important? When have main event ever been important? And they probably had people on there doing a lot of stuff. When have they made superstars important? I don't see where the disconnect is. Like what? I, Daniel Bryan going to 205 Live with the roster that they have on 205 Live will bring people to to that show. Like where is the dispute? Like what is the argument? And once he had one or two good matches, we you you still think people are not gonna come out and say why is he not on the main roster? Why is everything you don't think people? Like I'm asking you, I'm talking to fucking Darrell, goddamn Freeman, man. Like what? No, I mean, no, 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 no,
said no in the beginning. I said no, I want to see him on the, I want to see him look better no. on the no. main roster. No. I'm coming. Well, that's the case, and I don't know. You know, I'm like, okay, well, you don't want to see him on there, then, then the whole thing's, you know, it's moved. No, it's not about my opinion. I'm just saying. I'm just going off. What are you talking about? Because I can. You tell us you. I can state my opinion. You were asking for it. No, I was thinking that you were trying to say that if if I just because I said no, I mean it's going to happen, and I'm not stating that. I'm just you asked me what I uh, what I thought about. I said no. Okay. But I was going off of. The general of everything else, you know what I'm saying? Just like how yeah. you uh, last week were talking about how they should never do um, a split roster again because it was never good. And then I say, well, get good. Just because well, it, it wasn't good the first time. Separate more. single brand pay per view. Let's 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 get everything. But yeah, but get good. But get good. Don't mean you shouldn't do it. You should do it when you got over 150 talent on the main roster. We're not even counting. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even counting NXT or uh, NXT UK or people who have, they haven't even shown that's in the or the performance center, folks. Yeah. No, they have everybody under so the contract. That's pretty much. I mean, yeah. That's to me. That's just another excuse and another band aid. You move Daniel Bryan to 205 for a reason why you can't push him correctly. Even if he's still doing the past thing, what if it's Daniel Bryan? Like, hey, let me go to 205. I think that, yeah, if I can jump in, like, I I understand, like, what you're saying. It's more, I'm approaching it from the standpoint of Daniel Bryan is is a creative and not just a wrestler. And I think Daniel Bryan looks for the challenges. Um, And I think that, you know, this makes sense for him to do something different. I think he's always kind of looking to do something different. Like Daniel Bryan might have been cooling off, but Daniel Bryan could very well be the top baby face on Raw or SmackDown right now by just saying yes and wrestling really hard. And I think he wanted to do something different and to be a different character. And I think this would be like an evolution of that. Like, I agree that people will say, where is Daniel Bryan? And then you'll say, he's on 205 Live, and they'll say, what is that? I 100% agree. Um, I'm more talking strictly from the standpoint of Daniel Bryan as a creative and as a creative. I, I, with nothing else being really involved in that. But I agree with your assessment that people will look at it as a demotion or a step down. I just think he's above that. Um, perennial world champion, um, like AJ Styles being U.S. champ, Daniel Bryan being a tag team wrestler when they are always considered top 10 wrestlers on the planet in any given year, it's always kind of a demotion, but everybody can't just be hovering at the top. So it's just a chance for him to do something different outside of advertising, outside of money, because he already got his money, but just talking about... But I understand. Yeah. I go with that, and let's talk about that create, uh, wrestlers want to be all creative and how that hurt them in the long run and hurt other wrestlers because they always care. The, the most talented ones care about this so-called, I'd rather create than, you know, anything else. Fuck the mm-hmm. money and all this other stuff. That, in any other sport or anything, people who love to create play street ball and don't go to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't affect okay, anything. Okay, but can we, can we not re-sign the teams when other teams offer them more money? 
you know, like, sure, you know, again, we're, again, we're talking about somebody who already has money. Right. We can keep it to and not generalize the whole thing. Like, that would be bad. Keep it to him. I see if he's doing that to be creative. Yeah, he want to get his creative juices off of. But also, I see if you, if it's not you just being creative to get your juices off of, but be also be creative and try to <coughs> use your position to use your create your creativity to boost up the two hundred five, where it's just not you getting the look oh, and getting sure. the full that everybody else getting it, and not just you just doing something creative because. Well, I mean, they don't have, they, I, they don't know I would, how to use it correctly. I would argue that for, for heavy machinery, like I genuinely would argue that, you know, yeah, yeah. whether this same thing was supposed to be long term, I think he did a lot for Otis and Tucker. Um, made them look it, great. Got them, it got them the, I agree, their view. It got people to look yeah, at them exactly. outside of what that botched, their botched uh, introduction on Raw and when they were coming, mm-hmm. you know, all that bullshit they were doing back in, in, in between uh, December and April. I worked with with yeah, definitely with that. They gave something to do, um, and I think that when we look at like, tell me the last big E, uh, like interaction outside of Braun Strowman, like the last big E interaction that's memorable. I think it's stuff we've done with Brian over the last six months or so. Like, I, I, I do when he rocked Dane Brian when Dane Brian was champion. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he has been a big people around him, and I think like again, him being creative on four five live, I think is him wanting to boost two hundred five live, not just I want to get my matches in. Like I, and again, this all of this could happen, and it's a non, you know, it's a non technical Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just he just three months from now, six months from now, he's still smack Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's my whole thing thing. because WWE uh, uh, use use your creativity and make you uh, start hating it. Where you uh, where you um, where they drain all the creativity out of you in less than two months, and now you want to now the mission that you have within those two months, you know, mix that mission up because they don't drain. That's not a reason not to try. That's not a reason for, for for Brian. What if Brian's sitting there going, <clears throat> they're not ever going to push me to the top again because of, and I'm not even sure if they should because of uh, his health history, right? Like, is that is a guy that can, that one one bump could uh, could put him back on a bad track? I guess that's, that's really the case. On the yeah, um, yeah, wrestler, on I don't, I don't want to diminish what these guys do every damn Bump is a, you know, could be their last bump in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, you, maybe they're going, you know what? He's had, we've got all the stuff we got out of him, right? His, the reason they turned him heel is because he was fading as a baby face. Now he's kind of fading as the new Daniel Bryan. It's not really that, and, and a lot of it is that you can't point directly to him. It's the shit that's around him and, and the consistency of, of the TV time that they did him and Rowan. They didn't have the greatest tag run, and and that's a, a different conversation. So if he's going, they're not going to. I'm not going to have any kind of success I've had singles or in this tag like I've had in the last. You know, uh, uh, I had go, headed to WrestleMania or I had back in 2014. But what if I can get all my creative stuff out and and maybe get make a make a superstar? 
Make two superstars. Make three fucking stars. In the in the real sense of you know what a superstar is, not WWE bullshit terminology. Like a real genuine star that can draw some goddamn viewers and some eyeballs. So if Brian goes over there with the express intent of not only getting people, well, I'm gonna make people watch this show, but once they're watching the show, this guy, this guy, and this guy, I'm putting maximum effort into. Uh, not just in the ring, but uh, in, in, in creative and showing ass and giving them stuff. He takes Gulek, Gallagher, and whoever your two or three guys. If if we are a year from now and all those three guys are better off for it, then that's a that's a win for everybody. I and like I said earlier, when you, I don't think you were listening. Jumping into a definition I, of insanity. I could. Then nobody should ever work for any. For, they shouldn't do any of this. Then, right? They shouldn't. They, now, now, when you mar- they don't don't marginalize them like that, it's certain certain things that you you would want to try, but you know you shouldn't try because it's not gonna get anywhere. Because it hasn't got anywhere for for years, uh, it, it's already proven that it's not gonna get anywhere. Because you again, you're not working. You could be creative, but if you're not working to, for your own self to be creative and make success out of it, and you're working out for the whim of some 70-year-old old man who gonna, who's stuck in his ways and stuck in putting people in certain aspects of themselves and still look at colored people and put them in a, a, a box, then why? And nobody should do anything. And nobody should show up. I mean, really, they shouldn't. But it's not, about showing, it's not about showing up. It's about picking and choosing what you do that can bring the most stuff out of it. Because eventually, yeah, you're getting old and stuff like that, but eventually <laughs> some people, you got to start doing other stuff. With your, you got to be smarter with your creativity where it can make the most impact instead of just doing you it because your brain, that's a whim you, that you get got used mediocrely on fucking SmackDown for the next goddamn year, two years, three years, just in the mid-card, maybe getting a contendership thing. Where do you go and try to do something and submit uh, whatever? I don't want to say legacy or, or some corny like that, but do you go over there and make something and make something count? You have the opportunity of just be a part of fucking bullshit mid card or be off to the side with potentially a lot of control over your creative because you're on the rate under the radar at least at least in the beginning until it becomes a hit and then that's why you know that's a that's that's valid, but that's not a reason not to fucking start something or to try something. Like, oh, well, it's all at the whim of a 70-year-old white man who don't know this. Like, well, then don't fucking go to work. Don't be a fucking wrestler. Don't sign a contract with WWE. Okay, now you put right it in definite. Again, I'm just saying it's certain stuff that you shouldn't try. I never, I never said don't try don't try just because. You can still try, but it's still all certain right. stuff that you shouldn't sound. try because it's a waste of energy. Your parents probably told you that. If you're wasting energy doing bullshit, why not waste energy doing something that you know or you think might be a hit down the road? Like if your energy is going to be wasted either way. He don't have the choice to make it a hit. We ain't have anybody from 205 been a hit. What are you talking about? If it's good, it's going to be a fucking hit. All right. We're done. No, I know. You're just saying. You don't have control over the... It's the... It's, I mean... Oh, man, I don't... 
know how to ex- – maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that maybe it's me. <clears throat> maybe I didn't do a good enough job of explaining my point or reality. I don't know. But that uh, <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for, for, for this year's show. I appreciate Cam, Cam hanging in there with us uh, to the end. Uh, thanks for all, all the callers, or thanks to all the callers, all the emailers. Uh, please uh, do that again. Interact, reach out, and thanks to Terrell. I mean, he knows. Like, I just, I just don't feel like going. <laughs> going to be. I mean, y'all heard it. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. that, that, that how it goes. We go round and round and round. And we look up. It'd be 15 minutes from now, and nobody else had learned anything new, and we have said the same thing 17 times. So, to spare you all, and to spare me, we out. Uh, free folks, that's it for y'all. We'll uh, show back up here next week, same time, same channel. VIP, uh, click over. Me and Rich will be by for another hour or so of content. So join us there. And if you're not VIP, go VIP. And then you can hear me and Rich uh, talk some more shit and talk about comic books and whatever's going on. Um, so until next time, that's Cam. I'm Trev. We out. <laughs>